Hey everyone, Kip here. Happy Memorial Day. This is a special moment because it's kind of the first real holiday here in America where a lot of people are going out and able to enjoy it since the pandemic started. If you're not a U.S. listener, hope you still enjoy it. There's nothing really memorial of it besides this. But if you have a uh, sunburnt, broken, hot dog filled body and you want to listen to like something on the ride home, here is this episode of Come and Ride With Me. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Me and Kumsik Senpai talk about the Kamen Rider Zero One movie. Real X time. It is our first time back with the crew of Kamen Rider Zero One for a, about a year, like nine months maybe, and it's a whole bunch of fun to actually like be back with this cast for the first time in a while. And Shin. listening to Kamen Rider with me. This is a bonus episode to look at Kamen Rider Zero One, the movie, Real X Time. Uh, and I'm your host, Kip. And with me is James Baker, or Kopsek Senpai. Hey, James, what's up? What's going on, bro? Not much. How about you? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, I actually just watched this movie today, so I've been waiting to chat about it with someone, and you're the guy to talk to. Yeah, I watched it like last night, and... um it's fun coming back to it. Like, like, um, it's been a couple of months since we've like seen these guys. So it's re- like really like a uh, nice change of pace, you know? Yeah. And like everyone was here. It was a really, really great su- surprise. Um, I went into this with no expectations at all. And, uh, <laughs> for, uh forgive me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time we talked about a solo writer film on this pod, right? Yeah, it's the first time. Uh, the last time was like a crossover one, which was like much more busy. It had people that like we didn't quite know as well, too. Right. So this was a little different, you know. Um, usually with films like this, you you're expecting like a crossover episode. So this is my first time seeing this, and as you guys do know, or if you're new to the new to the pod, Comrade <laughs> Rider Zero One is my favorite writer series, and. Oh, I stand by that, and this movie definitely showed up. So I'm, I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, because they got like so mixed up with like COVID and everything. There's whole like six weeks of like random specials and like episode thirty five point five and like all that like unrelated stuff. Then like even this felt like it was like, what can we do with like what's going on and like having things like. But they went all out and just said, let's see how much money we could spend to show these people doing dope shit. <laughs> yeah, and you know? one of my favorite parts about it is that this is a continuation. Usually with films like this, it's always like, when does this take place uh, mm-hmm. ep- between episode this and that? But this is, you know, it takes place a couple of weeks or, you know, uh, maybe a couple of months after the season finale. And um, it seemed like they really capped it off. Um uh, maybe some spinoffs that comes up out of this, but I feel like this was actually, you know, the real season finale, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, left, I think we have um, the hyper battle video, which is like maybe we'll cover, like maybe we won't. It's like a yearly, like um, fun, like magazine, like joke short, like twenty minute thing. Um, and then there's the two other movies. So there's like a. Metsubo Jinra movie after this and a Ames movie after this. 
that are like more focused on like this is like the movie about like Jin. This is like oh my god, the movie about like Fua kind of stuff. So like Oof. they're set after this, and the uh, uh, the Ames one I think premieres in, in theaters in September, and the Metsubo Jinra I think just left theaters. So much heat. Oh my, I can't wait, man. Like, give me as much zero one content as you can. Like, milk this to, to just dry, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a great cast. And um, just, uh, what do you think, like, at the start of this movie, though? Because, like, it, it does, like, kind of just, like, very quickly, it just opens. Like, it just goes, you know? Yeah, I was like, um, was I supposed to watch, like, a, a trailer before I saw this? Or, you know, uh, you go into Fortnite and they say like the dead speak. <laughs> That's where you go. And they, yeah, I'll tell you about it. But I honestly kind of liked it. Like you know, like you kind of get bored with the whole typical like setting a table, you know, introducing new characters, this and that. But whenever you throw me in the mix and I got to figure out what the hell's going on, and then you stick the landing, I got to applaud that. And that's exactly what they did with this uh with this beginning, and the villain of this film was very compelling. Um, I mean, this isn't anything like super nuanced, but um, I saw like a quote on Twitter. It's like, you know, like they showed like you could pretty much copy the same archetype of a character, but once it's written right, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say that it was bad, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of this that like made me think of like a Super Nintendo, like weird like RPG, like a lot of the like visuals, like a lot of that stuff. It's like, oh, like this feels like a 16-bit, but like that kind of like just like lots of like blood and nanomachines and like weird like robot skeletons stuff it was like very cool and like how like despite not giving any context like by the end like it still like made sense like as like a story that like the characters like would care about too you know yeah and the opening scene with the fight um i love the camera angles i love the uh the visuals like the suits were like neon colored so a lot of emphasis on the lighting um and the choreography was amazing so um <laughs> i mean man yeah they, they really did a really good job on the opening for sure it's a lot too because like uh no offense to saber um it's definitely like stepped it up and like it became like not a chore to watch but like there's a lot more joy in zero one or even like small things like not every fight like involves sword play so there's like punching and kicking which is like fun too you know yeah. then it's always like I love their final attacks no matter what. Like, it's like the, they'll say like whatever the attack is and it's like a brief pause when it's like being executed. I love that animation so much. Yeah. And, um, I liked just like, um, how this did feel like growing up, like all those different like Dragon Ball movies, like, oh, like randomly, why are they fighting this person? And then like, <laughs> it like went back and showed us too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it feels like the whole cast got their stuff in though because like um man like yua for example she looked cool as hell this movie like she had like a five minute motorcycle fight scene like in like alleyways and stuff and i was like damn okay yeah like awesome. uh, i saw a lot of people complaining about like she wasn't really utilized in the film but she had one of the most sickest scenes in a film with that whole bike stunt that was yeah. awesome that's probably one of the most memorable parts of the movie um but characters like uh Naki and uh, Raiden, um, they had to take the back seat in this film, which is fine. You know, at least they yeah, showed up. Yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. You can't really have a movie like this um, and cater to everyone, especially being so. Sh- I can't say short, but you have films like 
like end game that has so many characters and they still kind of you know yeah. give everybody their just do in the film but you know this was like a, what an hour and a half so the time frame that they had to work with yeah. i think they were, did a really good job and it was still cool to see naki raiden show up deliver the bike you know um and then like that dipped. was really dope for like yeah. one little scene it was just like oh yeah <laughs> so uh you know all the all the you know like the cool characters showed up even a lot of human gears that were very familiar the fucking guy from the first episode was there, you know, like interrogating the guy, trying to figure out what's going on. So just yeah. all around, like really, really well done um, film. And uh, I think if this was like dubbed, you know, in the future, mm-hmm. um, I think this could be up there with one of the MCU movies, to be honest with you. No, there's just like lots of fun action. Um, I really do love too how like because Cop Murder shows can end like you can have like a status quo at the end like i love seeing stuff like oh like here's these characters that like aren't constantly like um going through it in a way where they could like you see them like in like peace times almost like what they're doing like in like an after period which is like a lot of fun you know yeah and man the appearance of hirobi when he first showed back up he is <laughs> oh my, bro i just got chills seeing him dive off that building yeah. like that and like land and then, like, all you see is, like, flashes coming out, and he transforms, and just, oh, my God, like, the feels, bro, the feels. And Jin was amazing in this movie. He had a really cool moment with uh, Fua on the jet. <laughs> and I see a lot of people also congratulating that scene, too, when it was like, gorilla! Like, <laughs> Fua got smacked off. Remember that part? <laughs> yeah, and he, like, kicks him away and everything. Just... <laughs> yeah, he's like, gorilla! Uh, that was really cool, seeing, uh, you know, Jin and Fua collab real quick, and that scene was pretty sick too when Jim was running from the jet throughout the city, just dodging the bullets. Man, so many, so many memorable moments. It's very easy to forget sometimes, like that, like technically, like they have like super speed and like super strength, like because most of the time, like what they're doing is like they're fighting near like fountains and like stuff, and they're not spending like ten million dollars on like an episode, you know. So like <laughs> when they can spend it and like see like oh yeah, like I forgot that like they can jump like if. 200 feet in the air and like fly really fast and stuff like it's a lot of fun to see yeah. um and like i like seeing like um the zero two suit because we only saw that like three or four times in the show because of like what happened with aruto like becoming like the arc zero one and this is like the third time that he like has berserked <laughs> in different formats right like because it was like metal right. buster arc zero one now hell rising copper it's like Man, this dude loves to like scream like very emotionally and do stuff. <laughs> and he he's, he the, delivers the feel so so good. He's a really good actor. Um, I forgot to discuss it with you before the pod, but how spoiler we are we getting as pod? I don't want to I don't want to worry for anybody who's just like checking in with us to see if they should see it or just to see our thoughts about it before they go see it. I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, so I just kind of gauge where how much I can say what I can't. We spoiled a little bit, so let's. Just say um, I'll go back in um, before and put like a full like spoiler like warning there like maybe like a little like after you've given like initial thoughts like put that there like from here on like we've like reacted like emotionally and then from here full spoilers how's that okay let's do that yeah but no like uh um a lot you can't spoil here though but like I really loved um the big like reveal of the movie though like that main fight scene seeing like comrade zero one like comrade zero two. Oh, when izu was it rider two yeah 
Oh my god. I think we wanted that so bad in the series. We did. We wanted that so bad for Izu to become a writer and that was a really really emotional part when she showed up and like saved uh S from getting destroyed, completely wrecked by Rudo. And I'm like, "Who's in the suit?" And it was her. And she was like, "Uh, came to save you." You know, like this is a shit that hasn't been sold yet, <laughs> but this is damn near in the dock. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. that was really a really cool part. Um, that was an emotional moment. You know, like watching her go through all that stuff. In the last time we seen her, she was dead and she was recreated. Um, you know, in yeah. a, a new form, and to see her being downloaded into the new form, I guess that was essentially her. You know, so like. Early in the movie, like, there's that, like, tension of, like, she's not Izu, but Ardo still doesn't want to see, like, her hurt or, like, killed again. But then, like, I guess, like, she interacts with, like, with, like, the, like, satellite, like, Zaya and, like, downloads her old memories herself and, like, is back. And that's awesome. Yeah, that was a really smart way to do it. Like, her, her memories are still there. So all she did was just download her memories into the new one. And it's essentially her. I mean, maybe not physically the exact same, but mentally it's the same. But uh, it was just great to see her actually fight <laughs> with the Rudo. That was an amazing scene. And it, to be done in the original suit and the second suit was yeah. poetic, you know? And um, like her fighting style with like her hands like <laughs> was a lot of fun too. And just like to see them doing like super speed around and like just like pinballing like the in the last minute, like, um, one side dude becomes, like, Comrider Lucifer, I guess, and that's, like, a whole thing, but... And a double rider kick and a slide afterwards into the camera? Oh, my God, that that's a, that's a screensaver right there. But uh, another one of my favorite fights was, oh, my God, Metal Cluster Hopper. Yes. Versus <laughs> Eat It. Yo, with that the nanotechnology, the, oh my god, that was some great thought process, go, or some great thoughts put into like mm-hmm. how to execute that. Because Metal Cluster Hopper is the only suit that can actually, you know, figure out, you know, put the crickets or the hoppers inside of the suit w- with the nanos and just fuck it up. You know, that was that was that was very smart. I like that a lot. No, because like um, the first half of that fight, I was like. Oh, like you're doing a shitty job, Arthur. Like you have a counter to his shit, and then he did it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh so you saw great. it coming the whole time? Okay. No, like I was like wondering why he wasn't doing it, and then he <laughs> did it, and I was like, Ah, oh, yes, yeah, feels yeah. Great. That was really cool, like to see that, and uh, even the reveal that the the, the dust was uh, the nano uh, technology. I like that. I thought it was just like sleeping dust or some shit, you know. And yeah, very uh, metal, you're solid. Yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, this yeah, movie was kind of part Esekai, you know, like they're getting transported into this made up world and like they had avatars and stuff. So that was a cool reveal. And to see like the actual people con- controlling the avatars and seeing like they're normal people and they just was tired of the world and wanted to end it. It's just so much stuff was going on in this film. Man. It's, it's a great time. Like they managed like to do the thing of like, here's this like insurmountable like seeming threat of like these like hundreds of writers and then like go back and be like oh here's how it actually makes sense that like there's these thousands of like weird like deaf cult members they're taking over like remote bodies and they want (laughs) to like fight people you know versus like oh like that makes more sense than like ten thousand people that just want to die showed up you know yeah 
Oh my god, man. so much. That moment too, where um, we see like Fua try to take like the belt off one of the um like crowding hoppers, uh, the the comrade Abaddon's, I guess. Yeah, is their name, and the armor just falls away. <laughs> that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, I was a little confused about why they didn't have like. I guess they wouldn't have rider suits, but they had like a little few accents to like dis- distinguish themselves from the others. But I was wondering why they didn't have like a like a upgraded suit versus the others. But it was, it was still cool. They had like the shoulder pad, but even that was like a little bit like it was like I'm a captain versus I'm yeah, a, it was something. My own dude. It's kind of like a how they do stormtroopers in Star Wars, like a little yeah shoulder pad or like something just different, but pretty much showing like they're all the same. He's just a higher rank, so maybe that's what they're going for. Uh, the one of them that was like the like um built dude, that's like a professional like wrestler like Hiroki Goto, who is like known as being like a hard hitting like he's like in Japan like he's like one of those like old dudes that was like you'll have like a good match but like you'll be like sore afterwards in like a real way kind of thing. That's awesome. I like cameos like that. Um, um what do you think yeah. about the reveal about um S? <laughs> S's wife actually being uh, the reason, or fiance, being the reason why he created Paradise. I kind of got that glean because, um, like when Arta loses that first fight, um, one cool thing happens is like he loses because like he doesn't know that like Cabrera or like Eden can like regenerate, but um, he tries to like block it, like to block that attack by transforming, which has always worked in the past. Is the first time. I think I've seen it like only kind of work too, which is like a lot of fun. Um, but um, when he like goes into like that, like that, like cyber world or that virtual space, like when I saw her, I was like, okay, she's definitely like important. Like I'm wondering, is she like a wife, daughter, that kind of thing? And like it, like they made a big leap in plot make sense, which is like, a lot honestly to like make that like make sense and, like resonate but yeah yeah um you like their like whole like romance like right though oh yeah i liked it a lot um kind of gave me uh mr freeze vibes for some reason <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh and then like the reveal of the brain being connected kind of gave me uh <laughs> neon genesis uh evan yeah they were going hard on they were going so hard on that, like, Evangelion, like, the blood juice. Yeah, the... I was like, okay, it's kind of, you know, where this is yeah. my uh, this is my stepping grounds right here. So, I really liked it a lot. I'm surprised we didn't talk about Guy yet. <laughs> they don't do it as much anymore, but, like, Kamen Rider loves, like, crucifixion. But, yeah, Guy's also good. <laughs> he has a lot to do this movie, honestly. Yeah, he's not, he wasn't as, as igno- uh, uh, annoying as he was in the series, but... It was just funny towards the end when he was like trying to recruit them to the Thousand program or whatever it's called. Thousand. Yeah. They're like, uh, nah, we'll pass. <laughs> what do you think about um, him interrogating that guy? Oh, that was an awesome scene. Just to see him like uh, uh, the one robot doing the foot massage, <laughs> the pressure point. That was funny. Uh, the guy launching the abs at the guy. He's like, I have infinite abs. That was hilarious, and just uh, and they strip him naked, like in like the main lab area. <laughs> then he gets smacked, and he's like butt ass naked, and just roses flying everywhere. That's <laughs> that's one of the most comedic scenes 
in the whole movie. So, um, so there's actually like an answer to why that happened. What's the answer? Uh, the actor's name, he's a comedian called Akira 100%. His whole shtick is that he gets naked and he says the word 100% a lot. Oh, okay. Because I was like confused why he was saying 100%. Because I know uh, Guy's thing is uh, 1000%. So I'm like, did I? Is that like a mistranslation in the subs? Or I guess they were just like, hey, this guy loves being naked and saying 1000%. <laughs> Let's get him to, to hang out like with Guy, you know? <laughs> no brainer. It worked. Yeah, but I just um really liked like a lot here. Um what do you think of like uh just like um where this like left the characters though? Because like I know like we wanted to maybe see more of like the second Izu coming to terms or like more of Naki or like more of Raiden, but like I like really liked like where it left it too. Yeah, like you tell me like about all these like spin-offs and all these other shows or mini movies that they're going to do. That was amazing. But if they left it right here, that was an amazing payoff. I really, really enjoyed how to, how this season ended, especially after, you know, the ending that we got with COVID, even though it wasn't a complete shit show. I feel like this is a, a, a perfect icing or a perfect cherry on top of the whole series. Cause zero one definitely needed to be, you know, a little polished towards the end. And I feel like this is what that this movie did for the show. Yeah, and I think that um, if I'd gone to, like, the theaters and seen, like, this was, like, a double feature, like, with that, like, Saber movie, so, like, it, like, they do kind of fit, honestly, but, like, this is, like, a better second part where you're like, oh, that was whatever, to, like, oh, like, this part's, like, a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, I think that's my only regret about this film is not being able to see this in a the theater, because that would have been so epic. Yeah, and, like, I hope they, like, um, at some point they have to have, like, at least, like, if it's not, like, when it's coming out, like, if it's, like, a year later, like, at, like, um, like, hey, like, con or something, like, have some, some kind of, like, screening, you know? But that would be a lot of fun, but I'm, I can only hope there. Uh, and, yeah, that is kind of zero one. Just what a fun time to, like, just, like, check in, like, um, like, with the side characters, like, um, there's that, like, one moment too where, um, the vice president, his dude, and like Shesta, like, are like talking about how, like, they have to, like, um, <laughs> practice, practice <the> laughing. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's practice our laughs now. That was funny. And that last joke, um, where Arto was trying to make like Izu laugh, I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> he's really trying right here. Yeah. And then, like, the one time in the middle of the movie, we try to make uh, S's uh, fiance laugh, and she just kept walking. <laughs> yeah, just kept walking. Uh, just gotta love Rudo. Arito. I hope that um, they'll probably show up, like, in, like, a random crossover movie. Like, they'll, like, appear and be like, hey, what's up? Like, you need some help? And that's perfect. Like, I love that, like, uh, they could do, like, virtually like anything here it would make sense but a lot of fun with this um so yeah the rest is there's the there's the Metsubo Jinra movie then there's the Kamen Rider Gem Kamen Rider Thouser crossover web series then there's the Ames movie so is all just after this series or they all take place after this movie sweet okay 
Yeah. So I, they're not all out, but like at some point, like we'll all we'll, like watch those and like look at that and like I want to see stuff with that. But it's just nice. Um, I'm sure like we'll have like similar feelings for Saber, but like it's like just like a lot of fun, like to go back, you know? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think that's probably the, one of the most enthusiastic we've been about <laughs> any piece of camaraderie since we started this pod. That was that was so much fun, man. I was smiling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> they finished zero one on like a good character note to like anything like that they do after that's just like let's be cool. That's perfectly like yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, that's like, all they got to do. Just fine. Yeah, that's all you got to do sometimes. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, I'm not sure like if you've seen, but I got lightly spoiled. Um, we're recording this before um, we record our block of saber episodes. Um, and I got lightly spoiled on what happens. Oh, and it's no. very exciting. It's very exciting. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, bet. Okay. Um, let's just say it has um. <laughs> It has some thing to do with some stuff that um it has some stuff to do with some movies that we've watched lately. Oh, so the appearance awesome. yeah. somebody shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I I I honestly can't even guess who it is, but if you're excited, I'm excited. It's Thanos. <laughs> that would be awesome. But no, uh just like a a lot of fun, but um, I have to wonder. Um, when you're not having fun, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under Copacetic Senpai. You can also check out my my uh, pod Popcorn Net on anywhere you can find your pods. And uh, yeah, where can they find you, Kip? And uh, congrats like, on that like whole like relaunch and everything. Like I'm glad it's going well for you over there. Yeah, that is so crazy, bro. Like, um, you know, like I don't really do this to get recognition or to please anybody. But whenever you hit milestones like that, you gotta be, you know, it feels a feeling of accomplishment comes over you. But, um, man, that was that was a really good feeling, and uh, <clears throat> um, you know, it's just unreal. But. I definitely got to get you on the pod. We haven't really done the pod on, over here yet, so we'll work on that. Not for a minute. Um, it's like been like what, like a year at this point, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, I'd love to. Uh, and I know pretty soon. Uh, too. Um, there will be more places to like see some of us. I know that. Um, there can't quite say, but um, Arcade Militia is Steph's new podcast, which is like coming out within the next week or two which uh, should be fun um and i may be somewhere else pretty soon as well so a lot of things happening but uh until like that's been announced i guess um you could find me on twitter.com at james forge you can find the podcast at common to me on twitter on instagram there's common for posts and episodes there is common slash episodes for a direct link to all kinds of different services for each episode. There's copyrightfree.com slash merch. Uh, right now, I have to figure out the right place to send it, but uh, we're switching over um, our uh, merch donations from the Trevor Project to various um, 
children's like charities in like Palestine right now. It's just a big. It's a whole mess that just nobody should have to go through. But um, like we want to like help out there. Um, and yeah, um, please send in questions to podcast at Comrade to me if you want. Um, we did just announce that. Um, for me and Steph, we are doing a like summer book club, which is Comrade Hibiki, which means from June through August, we are going to look at that show and like take questions and like talk about it and like treat that like that. Just like that is our like show of the summer. And we'd love to get like your thoughts or even just like if like you want to like follow along and say, hey, for this week, like I thought that and that, please let us know. And that's our show. And I'm not sure if we learned anything, but it was cool as shit. We learned that Comrader Zero One is one of the greatest Comrades here of all time. <laughs> I said it. You don't got to say it, Kip, because you may disagree, but I'm going to say it. No, there we go. <laughs> 